Be gone. Check mic one and check mic two. Got a Protestant and we've got a Jew. This ain't the Today Show or the Chew. This is Hot Tech with Keith and Paul and you. Today on Doug, <laughs> I just remember that. They Today on Getting Doug with High. Um, oh, yeah. That was a Doug thing, right? Yeah. And, uh, I remember. Uh, There's a lot of acapella. I remember. There. I remember the beats. Do you remember the songs? Oh, we killer tofu. Yeah, yo. Do you remember the other one? Killer tofu. It was. I need more allowance. No, I did <laughs> you don't not remember. I need ge- more allowance. That's genius, though. There used to be music videos on Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel when, like, we were like kids, and I'm I'm talking like like nine years old because i have i can still sing the song there was a music video of this dude getting a haircut and it, and here's how the song went i need a haircut i really need a haircut and wait i remember that i know it would it, i if you look it's just like it's so from? weird it's from like disney interstitials oh you know what <clears throat> I have something that's like this, but it's even more uh, absurd, and you'll get a kick out of it. Okay. When we were kids, there was a PSA, like, 45-minute movie, and it was a cartoon film about saying no to drugs. It was, like, very much like... Like, I believe I believe it was George George H.W. Yes. Bush and his wife, Barbara, who, like, introduce it, and they go, just say no to drugs, kids, or whatever. And then there's a cartoon with... Kermit the Frog, Fozzie Bear, the Ninja Turtles, Alf. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, I'm not even kidding. If you look up cartoon movie, uh, say like, no to drugs or drug PSA, you'll find this. And it's every cartoon. It's like the Avengers Infinity War of cartoons. I'm not kidding. It's the Avengers <laughs> Infinity War doing, but doing a PSA on why you shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> and it's like, it chronicles a kid in an arcade who like stole his sister's money from her piggy bank so he could get high <laughs> and play video games and eat za. It's uh, but it's something that like only if you were born in the mid to early eighties, you'll remember it. But if not, it passed you. Now, now, did you do the dare program as a child? Oh yeah, I did. I worship my dare officer. <laughs> I, I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> I got a uh, at the end. They like give out awards for like you know best like they they just like give out awards. Every per I won one, but every person that won one that year with me. Is smokes more weed than everybody else could. Willie Nelson. Yeah, it's weird. Like I was like, you know, best in my class for dare, and then I can smoke more weed than any human imaginable. I, uh, I, you know, I really vilified it as a young kid, and I knew nothing about it. I was just like, it'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I remember, I think I was when I took dare, I might have been like ten or eleven. I think it's like but, fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, but like I think I I remember seeing Officer Simpson. His name was. I remember seeing him at church one Sunday at this church oh, I visited, shit. and I like took him aside and I thanked him. I was like fourteen or fifteen. I was like, I've still never tried drugs, and I appreciate. Like I commended him for teaching us, and he actually looked really let down. 
Like I was telling, I was trying to compliment him, and he looked like he kind of looked at me with pain in his eyes. Like I'm no hero, kid. Like, like you just killed someone the night before, or something. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, do you it find so it awkward. strange that the biggest anti-drug campaigns are called Truth and Dare? Is it really called it? Well, Truth is. Oh yeah, Truth, and, and then the Dare program. Is the, is it, there's there's a joke to be made there, and I've been trying to figure it out Tr- for four years. I mean, Truth really goes for it. That's the thing. Truth's commercials. They have people with like the laryngectomy holes who are like, <laughs> "You want to end up like me and like, look like a Skeletor?" And you're just like, "Holy shit!" I'll I, put down the cigs. I like the ones where they're melting in the couch, and they're like, "This is all that she does now." Oh yeah. I I was like, I want that weed that melts me so bad. I want to I want to melt right now. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, this is a wrestling podcast. We just, but we just, this was our drug PSA uh, to anyone listening. If you are engaging in drugs, weed, we're not telling you to stop, but we're telling you be safe. Press pause and think about it, and make sure that you are prioritizing your life uh, and your welfare. Yeah, I uh, I was arrested three times as a child for actually yeah for uh, Ooh, weed I did related not know that. every time, and uh, it's uh, it's so you had to become a film producer because you couldn't get a conventional job with that rap. Oh, sheet. absolutely no! Like, that rap I, sheet it still gets me. Uh, I have an X on. Uh, like I get checked when I go through customs every time because. I think it's expunged off my record, but for some reason, like every time I've gone through customs, like, and that's what my dad is, is like, pretty sure it's from your arrest. And, uh, but I'm okay. I didn't do any time. I didn't like spend a night in jail. It's not any, it, yeah. I, you know, I just, just I, dealt with it. I have to share my story briefly while we're talking about customs. I once took a flight to uh, Michigan just to see family or something. This was probably two you and a half years customs. ago. No, 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 but like I, I, I had a flight to Michigan. This is like two and a half years ago. I had in on my person, didn't know it, because sometimes I'll just grab a bag and throw stuff in it. I won't look at what's in it. Wait, what? Like but when I'm traveling, when I'm yeah, traveling. Yeah, but it's your bag, right? Right, but like I don't know what I've put in certain bags. So this bag that I had at the time, my old laptop bag, had a slapjack in it. And for those that don't know, a slapjack is it. like what cops used to have. It was like a small like seven eight inch metal beam wrapped in leather and you would hit people over the head with it and knock them out it's what stevie ray to bring it back to wrestling it's what stevie ray used when he was part of nwo black and white wait so why did you even have this to begin i bought it when i was 16 on spring break in virginia at an army surplus store because i thought it was cool i just (laughs) hadn't thought it was cool it randomly 13 years later or whatever 12 years later ended up in my bag and um, airport security pulled me aside <laughs> heading back to L.A. from Michigan, Detroit. They're like, hey, uh, this is a weapon. This is like a weapon you have in your bag. And I'm like, holy shit. And I go, oh, I had no idea. And I told them the whole story. Did they toss it? They wrote out. They t- First off, they kept it. They, they tossed it. it. They sat me down. A police officer came and t- spoke to me. I told them the same story I told you guys. Whoa. And I said, listen, I didn't know this was in my bag. It's just something I randomly have at different times. I just have it. Like, like it sounds like, real it normal. It sounds like such a bullshit response. I randomly carry guns, too. Yeah, um, I don't know what's in my bag. In case I have to beat the hell out but, of someone on a flight. By the way, I had no idea what a slapjack was. It's, I mean, it's weird. You can look it up. But but it's like a dildo, but to kill someone. So <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, I basically look like a crazy person. He gives me, a, a, writes me out a slip, and he goes, hey. Uh, you may be contacted with a fine and you may need to show up in court. And I'm like, I'm not showing up in court. I live in LA. I'm not coming 
to court for this. Keep the thing. I'm sorry, whatever. Like, I'm being polite, but I'm being dismissive trying to make my flight. I almost missed it. So then a year later, I come back to Michigan, and my buddy is driving home drunk, which I shouldn't have really let him do. He was probably at least buzzed, maybe not drunk. But we get pulled over in, like, a fast food parking lot, and I'm like, shit, shit, M- because of my friend. My, they make my buddy take the test. He passes the sobriety test and the breathalyzer. They come back with our IDs. They go, uh, we need to speak to your friend. I go, what? I wasn't driving. They go, no, but there's a warrant out for your arrest. Holy shit. I go, are you kidding me? They go, they go we looked at your, uh, your profile. There doesn't seem to be anything on this. We have no idea why there's a warrant out for your arrest. I go, your files don't say it. They just say I have a warrant out for my arrest. They go, what are you doing in town? I tell them. I'm like, I'm on a TV show. I'm in town seeing my family. I'm headed back. Yeah, I shoot this TV show. And they're like, oh, really? Huh? And they start asking me all these questions about the business. And then the cop says to me, he goes, he goes, if you can pay, the, he goes, the, the bond, your bail is $2,000 if we take you in tonight. He goes, if you can provide 10% of the bond, we can, we can technically let you go. Like, there's still worn out for your arrest, but we can let you go. And I go, so I got to give you 200 bucks? I look at my wallet. I kid you not. I shit you not. There's, there are 10 $20 bills in my wallet for no, no, for no reason, Keith. There are 10 $20 bills in my wallet. Wait, so wait. I give the so- cop 200 bucks cash. He writes me a slip with his phone number and name on it, like saying that I did this transaction with him. And he goes, call this office on Monday and find out what the hell's going on. The cops drive off. So I didn't go to jail that night, even though there was a warrant out for my arrest. Do you the cop think, took 200 bucks cold cash. Do you think that that was bullshit, though? Here's, here's why I think it is bullshit, because of the obvious reasons. But the fact that he wrote his name and ID number and the, the phone number for like... Such a, I mean, two hundred bucks is a lot of money, but at the same time, it's like not a, not enough to, to not go to jail. Jeopardize your job over? Like he sounds like you solicited a bribe from you. He, I, I don't, I've never, I've never heard if you pay ten percent. I think at the time of your being arrested that you can avoid being arrested. I think he solicited a bribe, but I think it's crazy that he still gave me a pink slip and it said to call Romulus County Police Department, like in the Detroit. I area. really wonder if that's so legit. But here's what's crazy. I did just that, so I gave the cop 200 bucks, said goodbye, Merry Christmas, <laughs> fuck you. Um, Hopefully in that order. But, no, but, but, I, uh, but here's the thing, is I call that office, I leave a message. I call again, leave another message, nobody's picking up. Just like, you've contacted the Romulus County Police Department. I leave that, never find out. And then when I booked the part on the Lifetime pilot I mm-hmm. did back in November, I had to leave the country. I had to go to Canada. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, is this going to pop up? So I'm just like, well, we'll find out. Did it? I booked the part. I, fl- I get my uh, passport rush delivery. I fly to, to Vancouver. I go through customs, and I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for this one random fake stupid thing to show up and say that I have a warrant out for my arrest. Never showed up. I was like, oh, thank God. Wow. But isn't that weird? That's a weird story. So Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Listen, I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I love that it's uh, finally we're giving opportunities to non-white people. I think it's great. Um, and, well, and, I, and I have to say, my dad made a comment to me after being uh, at a week's worth of comedy shows because there's there was a guy behind us that was laughing at one show. I'm going to pull the microphone away from my face so I can properly make the sound that he was making. He was right behind us doing this. He was making either of these two sounds. Here's the first. 
It sounds like someone being drowned. And the other one was. <laughs> and so my dad just like leans over and he goes, uh oh, like we're going to have a problem. Like halfway through the show, he goes to tell the guy to stop and it was me. Like you've like my he says that he oh says my that my gosh. laughs are embarrassing. I mean, listen, your laugh is out there. It's pretty. It's pretty. Bright. I celebrate it though because it's your laugh. <laughs> but I have a few different ones. But the high pitched one, he was like, I went to go and say something, and then I realized that it was you. And uh, yeah, I have like three different laughs. I, I have yeah. the. I'm friends with this uh, woman, Chloe Lanier. She's one of the stars of General Hospital. Her laugh that. is just a shout. Like it sounds like she's ah! screaming. And that is embarrassing because I see movies with her a couple times a year and we'll be in a packed theater and she'll just go, ah, and I'm just oh, like, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm glad Baywatch wasn't funny. She would have ruined my time. Oh my god. We were in the theater and we didn't even know that we were both at we the were same both screening the same. of the same shitty movie. Oh, uh, I love, listen, I love The Rock. I love some of the people. Uh, I love Lennon and Grant, but that movie sucked. Every it was butt. so bad. It was the worst movie of it the was year. So, it was so bad that I heard you talking shit about it outside the theater and that's how I knew. I was like, that sounds like Paul. I posted a vicious Instagram post about were, how you, much I hated I it. Rem- you were you were vehemently upset. And I passed all, I and passed on my self tape audition. The by the part. way, I, I we're gonna announce Oh crap, we gotta get into later, wrestling. But I do wanna say I'm gonna use the word predicate three times in this episode. And this uh, podcast is predicated and I'll explain on the why fact the that you'll say predicate. I'll explain why at the end. Okay. So uh Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. We're in a weird place right now where uh seemingly nothing is happening. Um uh Kurt Hawkins has celebrated his hundredth consecutive loss. Um and that's uh, a legit like Finn Balor gave him some love on social media for that. We thought it's kind that was of a little cool. dick move, but I found it very it's funny. The, it's the biggest push he's gotten in a while. And my dad's a big Mets fan, so I tell him like, love Hawkins. that gear, love that, he, love that orange and blue he gear. He wants it. He wants to be. If if he could be called like the Mets, he would change his name. Um, the amazing Mets. I watched uh, the movie Frequency with Dennis Quaid recently, Ooh. which I love that movie. That's a, and, that's uh, a great movie. I love that they're New Yorkers, but they're Mets fans and not Yankees because it's it's very easy to be a Yankees fan. Yeah, especially in like the in like the late nineties. Jesus yeah. Christ, it was like they're absurd. Fred Turst, get out of my face, you know? Yeah, um, please. I've heard enough about Bernie Williams for one day. Um, <laughs> So let's we've lost so many people by this point. I'll say this. Um, let's just let's take turns uh, bringing stuff up. I'm, I'm going to start with a story. Boom. Um, there seems to me there seems to me to be some problems with uh, the WWE right now regarding their finances. Did you read about this online? The WWE apparently. Uh, yearly they bring in like between 30 and 35 million dollars and they're currently only at about seven to eight million for the year and that's why you're seeing no layoffs and shows stuff. And yeah no pyro is part no, of it literally no, no pyro uh upset me when i was at raw a couple i mean weeks ago. there there is there's no way that i have all my statistics correct but i know that there's trouble in paradise regarding finances so what do you think? What do you equate that to, and why do you think the company isn't growing the way it wants to, the way MMA has? I mean, because what's there to look forward to? Name, name like a name like three one-on-one matches 
that you think are worth like that company like being staked upon? Um, I would say a match that I saw last week that meant a lot to me or this past week that I thought was pay-per-view worthy and they threw it on TV, which was a real joy to watch actually, was John Cena versus Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Uh, right. Two guys who have sold out 60, 70,000 seater places fighting each other for the first time. That was that was monumental to me. Um, I love that match. But, you know, it but, is but at the I point mean, where it's just like, it's not like... You know, there are dream... Ma- I think it's just at this weird lull where there's not any real big talent coming in, but there's also just kind of like like tepid waters of the talent that is already there. Like, I love... Like, I think that the most... One of the most entertaining storylines right now is um, Seth Rollins getting back in Dean Ambrose's good graces. Yeah, that ref- that reformation of the shield could happen coinciding with Survivor Series this autumn, huh? But outside of that, I mean, it's what? Like Dean versus The Miz for the 80 fucking time. millionth time. Like there's just I, there's not like I'm stoked about Braun facing Brock in some way. Yeah, I was going to say I'm I was going to say I think that the four-way coming up at SummerSlam, I believe it's Sunday, August 20th. Yes. I be- that four-way of Samoa Joe Roman Reigns Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, that feels like a main event picture. That feels like big fight feel that they talk about all the time. I'm so excited for it. But since that, I wonder, when was the last time you felt that main event? I would say this. uh, The cage match that I saw between Sheamus and Cesaro and the Hardy Boys, that felt epic. That felt big. Um, They need more of those. Some of the logistics in that match weren't making sense. Right. Um, It was still a big fight feel, and it was loud and interesting. I think um, what's frustrating for me is I look at the roster right now, and I see AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, uh, along with the workhorses of Randy Orton and John Cena, and even like Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. Like there are these, there are many big names. The problem is, is I don't understand where the big rivalries are coming from. People are sort of fighting because they're just going to fight. It used to be that they were building up to pay off, and now it's sort of, like you said, tepid waters. Yeah, it's it's Bray squaring off against Finn. Which I love. But you know it's solely so they can explain the demon character because his entrance right now is five minutes, and it's floundering in what makes him cool he had like yeah. i feel like half the audience doesn't even fucking know that he has this like alter ego which they they should be using and i don't know what's happening with the broken universe but that should be being used the fact that enzo and Cass were broken up and Horrible literally decision. like uh, let's talk about that for a while i got enzo into and that's act- embarrassing i got into an actual like arg- the biggest argument i've ever had with one of my roommates um was when the storyline started happening, I said, what the fuck is Enzo going to do? He's not going to end up being a wrestler. And my roommate's like, do you know how much merch he sells? And I'm like, I know how much merch he sells, but tell me a legitimate match that he could have. He can't go. He, he, and it's, uh, he, he, he could go at the level where he could be with somebody talented and get over on that of just being like a weapon being thrown around. But I was like, you know, 
unless it's him for fucking James Ellsworth, like, you know it's going to be, like, I had to watch him face Big Cass at Raw, like, two weeks ago, and I was yelling from my seat. I was like, this seems somewhat unfair. <laughs> like, this- Well, it's absurd. I, I think they push guys too soon in that developmental process yeah. where, you know, you know what could have helped legitimize them? A tag title run. Which they never even had it in NXT and either. They earned it. They earned it at that point, and, and it was and we never were, given. No, well, we were both ready for it, but then the Hardys came back at WrestleMania. And Upstaged everybody. So I think if that hadn't happened... The Revival got cold, too. I mean, part of it was one of the guys got injured. Yeah, but, but Revival and, and Enzo and Cash should be up there with... I mean, they should be fighting the New Day right now. And by the way... You want to talk a rivalry that actually works? Usos and New, New Day, Day works. It does, and we've seen it a million times. But they but add new like, shit to it all the time, like all the, the time. rap battle, rap battle or was just killer. Wale actually knew how to handle himself. It was great. He's wearing a fucking sick ass NWO Wolfpack shirt, killer. Too, which I guarantee, at the start of the day, like, oh, could you wear something else? Like, no. Better okay. than the Ball family. That didn't go over real well. Uh, I'm still I'm like slap that guy, the dad or whatever. He's I've been, so I've been reading all this stuff. Like I had no idea who they were until we saw them, and I still don't understand why I'm supposed to know who they are. Uh, yeah, but fuck them. Wale killed it though. Yeah, props to so, Wale. And I will also say this: Titus Brand isn't doing bad either oh i love titus brand <laughs> i kind of i you know, get it i get it i get it and when i i was at raw people were loving that shit and now like akira does out like they had like he's wearing a titus worldwide shirt he's not even wearing merch with his name like that's yeah. very impressive i uh i'm liking that and like i said you know not it's not like nothing works there there was a three-way match the other night on raw uh between Chris Jericho. No, it was SmackDown. It was Chris a Jer- great fucking match. That was a great match. Jericho, Styles, and Owens in a match for the strap. That match made up for how bad the pay-per-view finish was. Yeah. That match was insane. It was great. And uh, and I had no idea Jericho was coming back. I, I would have bet, bet 20 bucks to say he wouldn't come back. I think it's because they just finished the majority of their tour. And Apparently. they probably had like a couple weeks downtime because he only came back for that. Like he's not scheduled to be at SummerSlam or anything. Well, we'll see, we'll see what the involvement is, but I was, there are things I'm happy with, but overall I think the main event picture is dying right now because there aren't true reasonable rivalries where you have something happen that caught like Enzo and Cass. That's a real rivalry, but it's not one anyone wants to see because nobody believes that David's going to beat Goliath. And by the way, from what I'm hearing from backstage, uh, Enzo is very unpopular in the locker room. Oh, they both have a lot of heat on them. For well, Big Cass is a hardcore Republican yeah, and so. is like and voted for Trump, which isn't going over in the locker room. Well, it would go over well if he didn't if he would just shut the fuck up about it. Enzo, Enzo is supposedly just sort of an actual loudmouth. I want to be really on know. that bus when he. I want to know so fucking bad what. What exactly? I didn't know Roman Reigns was that much of a uh, that he threw that much. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't know that he threw that buses. much power around. Apparently, it's not only his yard; it's his bus. But but I have heard that Roman Reigns and Chris Jericho are two of the most respected leaders of the locker room. Ma- leaders of the locker room, from what I'm told. Yeah, I, I've 
been told that Enzo has gotten like Miz kind of treatment where yeah. if you remember the Miz ate a piece of chicken over Chris Benoit's clothes and uh, in retrospect he should be happy that the only thing that happened to him was that he had to change outside of the locker room but uh, you know uh, he had, a, he had <laughs> okay so getting back into the so, positivity of wrestling yeah I, but I would say just put a cap on it to put a button on it I would love to see Enzo go to 205 Live and fight somebody like Brian Kendrick. <clears throat> Where it's like loudmouth versus loudmouth. They're the similar size. Kendrick is far and away the more learned style-ish wrestler, but they could still have a two, three-month feud and it would work. I think he's either going to be a manager or some... or is gonna... If he becomes a manager, I'll be embarrassed for him. Well, what is that a manager, commentator, like... Uh, like yeah the guy can speak but he can't back he's boring he's he, he, he his speeches are too long too he'll get he'll do a promo and it's like he loses the audience a minute in because it's too much content yeah it's it's, uh, it's like if robin williams had to cut promos every night yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 look. Oh, now I'm, now I'm big cast i'm on stilts oh and uh, i think it was made official within the last 72 hours eva marie has officially parted ways with WWE. Big shock! Wow, she and like this has been four long years building up to not one as bad career as what, that ne- you not know, as bad as what they're doing to Emma right now. Emma's been getting the foot up her vagina for the last like two years. Emma, I don't know if you're with the company, but just hang around, would you? What? Bye, Emma. Where I uh, bring back Emmalina. Um, so bad. Figure out if your character wears gloves or isn't wearing gloves because I don't like the way your gloves fit your hands. Yeah, she's like the big boss man, but as a stripper who doesn't like her job. <laughs> um, Bailey, That's so perfect. Bailey got injured recently. She hurt her shoulder, I think. Yeah, I uh, was able to see her a couple weeks ago wrestle against Sasha Banks with my goddaughter, who is a big Bailey fan, only cool. because it's the most accessible person. It's like Bailey and Dean Ambrose are just so accessible because hey, they don't need a big explanation behind them, but they're also two of the most boring wrestlers. If you're a th- if you're a 13 year old boy, you love Seth Rollins. There's just certain ages and types that fit. And if you're superstars. any girl, you like Seth Rollins. <laughs> if you're a grown man, you you worship Kevin Owens. You know. Um, so, uh, we're going into SummerSlam. Shane is refing a match between AJ and Kevin Owens. Biggest tease ever because it looked like Daniel Bryan in that segment was about to say that Daniel Bryan was going to be the ref. I do like how he's been and I was his like, hair out. <gasps> I was like, <gasps> is he going to get in like a, sl- uh, is he going to end up kicking Kevin Owens in the face? And it's like moving to WrestleMania or something. Like I was so geeked and then I'm like, oh. oh. Shane, cool. Yeah, Nate. and I mean, it's kind of the same thing where you're not, you're not going to see The Rock ever do like a main event again, like he did with Cena, because of the like insurance policy that he's worth. So yeah. he'll just have a seven Dan- second squash Dan- match. Daniel with Bryan. Eric Rowan. I'm sure that they're like, we don't even like 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 let us just bring like let us carry you into a room. If you walk into a wall, if you fall down accidentally end up killing your family that like i don't know is cte oh the benoit is, thing yeah, is yeah. CTE, I, I don't think that they will ever let him him or i'm surprised that Corey graves is as involved in storylines now getting threats 
from wrestlers because he's in the same way. They can't afford for him to take a bump. Yeah, I don't understand what the, what that's about. They've really sort of teased Corey Graves and uh, Daniel well, Bryan. Let me – can we talk about this for, for one second? So it was revealed a couple weeks ago, Kurt Angle's big shocker is that he is Jason Jordan's illegitimate father. Before we get to how ridiculous that is, let's think about the six weeks that built up to it where Corey Graves was getting text messages that – he needed to show to Kurt Angle. I why was Corey getting what the fuck is first of all what the fuck is the storyline number two what the fuck like Kurt Angle was saying this could ruin my career like I what hope the people f- will stick by me like what the fuck are they talking about no like and then when like and then the payoff like first of all like why I think this is a bad idea is you can't give me a scenario that happens in this storyline that actually pays off. Bro, the worst... I almost Vince Russo to you, bro. Um, the worst part of any of this? Breaking up... Breaking up American Alpha. And by the way... Who I, everybody loved. Don't you think that they should put the Olympic guy with the other Olympic guy? Like, Chad Gable is white. He could... I w- Chad I Gable's red hot. Because he's pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see what his tweet was after that happened? Uh, yeah, like was, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> where? So I'm, I'm, so I don't like, have a tag oh, team partner anymore. He's like, so that's why I faced AJ Styles two weeks ago. It was kind of like a severance package. That's horrible. I mean, <laughs> so, it was a great match. I love so, those two. But. So if, if Jason Jordan gets over, which he has, like, if you watched him on the when I was at Raw a couple weeks ago and they announced that it was his first match, everybody went to the bathroom everybody like nobody I mean, gives two shits except his, for his Miz tv appearance was pathetic i so uh I, no thanks Miz. i don't think i want to work with the likes of you oh what a mic drop what a pipe bomb uh, he has Way a bigger smile on his face than apollo creed's asshole when i met him and chad i was i was like you guys are the shit you're the next steiner brothers then they break them up for this stupid storyline that will never pay off unless it'll be like you know it'll end up the miz will hurt his kid and then kurt kurt will give miz the ankle lock or something at SummerSlam, and that will lead to triple h coming in going listen kurt if uh if you want to have a match with somebody, you should have just told me. I don't think Jason Jordan's gonna doing a program with the Miz for SummerSlam, but any, you know what it's leading to? No, any way that the story goes, this that what what you said makes the most sense. What I'm thinking is like, all right, so at some point, you know, either they're building to, hey, let's do, a, they're building to Kurt being more involved in the ring. And whether that is interfering, whether it's at some point when Jason Jordan like stabs him in the back or something, but then still, I don't give a fuck about Kurt Angle versus Jason Jordan. Like, I don't give a fuck about any. I would rather watch Maven come back than watch Jason fucking Jordan because honestly, he looks exactly the same as Maven, and he has kind like. Listen, Maven looked like Billy Zane. Do not do not mistake that. So Maven was Billy. So yeah, I'm just. I want to talk to the writer that got this thing over with Vince because I got to imagine you're like a minute into the pitch. Everybody in the room has to be like, this is the worst idea of all time. What is this company thinking? It's not when it's not 1982 anymore. 
What are they what are they thinking breaking up all the tag teams? Here are the tag teams that were broken up in the last 3 months. Name them. Enzo and Cass. Boom. Um American Alpha. Boom. And the team of Champa and Gargano and DIY. Boom. Three incredible tag teams, maybe my three favorite in the company that got broken up within 3 months and now they're all like feuding and they're separate. No. What is the point of that? Your roster is already bloated. You don't even have room for people like the Ascension who are now just doing comedy bits. Inside of Brizongo bits. Listen, I think I think Goldust and Mark Yo, Hen- Goldust. Goldust and Kane, What the fuck was that a build up to? Goldust, Kane, R Truth, and Mark Henry. All four of them, and and Triple H. All five of them. I'll say it. And Shane McMahon, all six of them. They and need Big to Show? stop wrestling. Big Show? No, Big Show still got it. <sighs> Give Big Show another year or two because he actually deserves a send off. He doesn't deserve to be treated like garbage. Well, the, guy, the guy lost 100 pounds and got abs. And they're like, hey, we might let you fight the former center for the magic, the <laughs> she, Orlando Magic. That's pathetic. He deserves better than that. Well, he's facing Cass at SummerSlam, which will for sure be a pre show. Also, want to bring Primo this up. Primo and Epico need to go. The, well, they're shining stars. They're not the, a thing. They're go. the they're the colognes. The colognes need to go, dude. The Singh brothers took your spot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Singh brothers are fucking taking big, big fucking bumps. I love that, dude. Let's take thirty seconds to talk about the beautiful bump from the Singh brother at, at the, the uh, Punjabi prison from the top of it. Beautiful it th- through a table. Beautiful. It was fantastic. It was it was the kind of landing only like Sean or Shane could do. Did you see a couple weeks ago when they did the Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Joe pull apart at the one that I was at? Did you see the bump that the security guy took from Braun? No, I missed it. I'm going to pull it up after this. but So when you get thrown over the top rope of, of a ring, like it's a good eight to nine feet it's a full foot drop it's scary just doing that usually when they do it toward like when they have a big one happen and it's towards like towards like the direction of the titantron they'll have you know a bunch of people out there and they'll catch the person and it'll go down this guy gets thrown so fucking hard over the top rope and has nobody and nothing to land on. And I it's a beautiful bump because when I watch I, I was there and I was just watching it again here and I say, I guarantee a bunch of wrestlers watching in Gorilla were like, I wouldn't do that bump for a hundred thousand dollars. Cause it was fuck I was like, Whoa. Yikes, you'll have to show me the second. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing and I I've heard a podcast once with Charles Robinson, the most the presently maybe the most celebrated referee alive. Charles Robinson took a bump in his uh Lil Nate storyline WCW. That's right. Macho man gave him the elbow drop and like collapsed one of his lungs. Mike Kyoto is apparently blind because <laughs> Kevin Owens spot. Because yeah. uh, that was the worst ref Dude, call. When Ke- Kevin Owens shoved him in the backstage segment, that was great. Kyoto's a champ. But 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 like people do take those horrid bumps and like Macho Man paid for Charles Robinson's medical bills and like bought him a case of beer or whatever. Like did the whole good boy thing. So whoever Braun hurt, I hope he actually like. Patted the person's pocket or back after, because like 
You can't just you can't just throw people. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's they wrong. had Joe and Roman taking people out, but this guy did a bump that I don't, I don't, I've never seen a wrestler do. Like it scared the shit out of me. But we'll I definitely watch it at the same time. Um, what do you, okay? So what are you looking forward to? Let's let's end on a positive note. What what are two or three things you're looking forward to? I'll say one thing just to get us started. I loved Nakamura versus Cena. It was such a joy to watch two people who have never fought uh, duke it out. They made each other look good. In the end, Nakamura uh, had a wonky thing. I don't know if it was his fault or Cena's. But when he did that sort of um, exploder suplex thing, uh, John oh, almost broke his neck. The, and it was on, terrifying. On the back of his head, yeah. And, and from what I hear, John's feeling fine. It wasn't a big deal, but it looked very bad. So I'm glad both guys are okay. I thought Cena didn't sell at the end. Post-match, Cena acted like he was fine, mm-hmm. and that kind of diluted some of the power of the come out and you put Baron Corbin through fucking table? Yeah. I mean, I get it for entertainment's sake, but I... I uh, I'm very ex- point being I had a blast watching Nakamura Cena and I cannot wait to watch uh, I cannot wait to watch uh, what's his name Tiger Ali Singh Jinder Mahal Jinder Mahal I cannot wait for Jinder Mahal to fight Shinsuke Nakamura What's John Cena doing at SummerSlam Um, doing Make a Wishes <laughs> I don't know What are you looking forward to I'm looking forward to the fatal four way. Everybody knows I like big men with big muscles, and I am excited to see um, uh, the fatal four way. And uh, I have one last thing I want to talk about before we end the podcast. Uh, but I was recently at Just for Laughs, and Ron Funches. For he had for those that don't know, just for laughs is like a yearly festival. In it's Montreal. the biggest comedy festival in the world. Yeah, it's huge. and uh, I went to go see an hour. Uh, Funches was doing Funchamania, and guess I don't even think I told you this. Guess no. how he opens every show with them announcing that he is the world heavyweight champ and the million dollar champ, and Virgil comes out with him holding the million dollar belt. Stop. I'm not fucking with you. He flew. I, 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 I popped so big because I was in like the front row, and Virgil comes out of the. So he flew Virgil out to to fucking Montreal for a week, just so Virgil. Time of his life. <laughs> when I saw him, I wanted to call you so bad, but I didn't have like. My dad forgot to buy us any cell service, so I was getting notifications. So I'm just like <laughs> looking at my text, like, you've spent $500 in the last 24 hours. Oh and, and I was like, turn off my phone. Oh my God. Oh my God. But yeah, Virgil, uh, uh, Ron has been. It's fuck- insane. Isn't that so fucking crazy? And I'm probably the it's only amazing. person in the audience that like got it. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm obviously not famous. If I, if I ever am for some reason. I would love to go on a late night show like Fallon or Conan or something and just hire one of my favorite wrestlers from WWE to be my security and just do a bit so where they're like my security and they're sitting next to me between me and Andy Richter. That's beautiful. So, I, so I get it. Ron Funches, I get it. So Live your dream. So SummerSlam's coming up and uh, uh, we the wanted... The looking good. Before we wanted to go, we want to just let you guys know about um, a little change that's going on. Yes. Uh, so Paul and I have uh, 
We've been doing this podcast now for like 10 uh, months, for about 10 months, and we get a lot of joy from doing it. We don't even need validation from anybody else, although that would be nice um, <laughs> to, to know that someone else is enjoying it. One iTunes um, review would mean a lot, but, but, we but, do without. but we want when we do this show to be excited to be bringing you something that we think is new and different than, you know, the other 2000 wrestling podcasts that you have to choose from. So for that reason, unfortunately for now, we're going on a indefinite hiatus where it's not, (laughs) it's not goodbye. It's just so long for now. I'll hear you later. Where, we just got a, a bunch going on with our personal lives and our careers where we want to make sure that, you know, we're investing, you know, if we're giving you a product that we want to, you know, be proud of it and be proud to be taking the and, time. And I'd rather, you know, instead of like just drop in on you once every two and a half weeks, I'd rather do one every quarter during like the biggest pay-per-view of the yeah. year coming up or something like you'll definitely undoubtedly you will hear from us between the times of like Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. We'll yeah. have fun stuff, but, and we're going to keep, you know, paying all of our bills so you can still get us keep on it iTunes. Up, yeah. And, uh, but just know like we love doing this. We're still going to do amazing episodes in the future. But just uh, for right now, probably I'm thinking the next time you might hear from us might be Survivor Series, kind of around that time. But we're just going to take some time where uh, Paul made a very good point earlier that um, there's a lot of wrestling on every week. And I like watching wrestling, but I also don't like it being a chore. I yeah. Like, I, yeah. Uh, I like wrestling as an outlet for, you know, uh, indulging my childlike whimsy and my innocence and vulnerability and love for absurdity, absurdity. Yeah. And but we things. want it to be an outlet, not an obligation. So, so yeah. we're going to be back and we're going to have fucking great guests. Like uh, when super troopers c- comes out, I really want to sit down with those guys. I mean, I'm doing Glow this doc, cast like, members. So we're going to have stuff coming. We're still like, we're still going to go to WrestleMania next year. We still plan on doing, you know, everything that we said and done. But just for now, for a little bit, we just got to uh, uh, deal with our own shit, whether that's uh, getting our documentary made or booking the next big movie to be in. Whatever um, it is, yeah. Indefinite hiatus, but you'll hear from us soon, and we thank you so much for those that actually stuck with us and enjoyed this. So for the last time... Um, our Instagram is hot tag pod, H O T T A G P O D. Our Twitter is Keith and Paul, which doesn't matter because I've never fucking checked it. Me neither. Um, and who knows? We might have been hit up by Vince McMahon who thought that we big timed him or something. So uh, you can find us online. Find us private. I, I don't want to say privately, but you like friend me on Facebook. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept your request. And uh, I will not. Uh, but I'm guessing if you're listening to this, then you're probably already my Facebook friend. Um, so uh, fuck you. So um, <laughs> uh, leaving it on that note, uh, I've loved doing this. I love watching wrestling. I love watching wrestling with you. I love fucking talking about Dude. it. And I love that we've gotten to have some great conversations with uh, some very talented people. And and we're going to end it on this. Yes. Um, Make love to one, 
marry one or delete one for current roster, Raw and SmackDown. Give me make love to one, marry one, and delete, delete, delete one. Make make love to to Nia Jax. Wow. Marry Charlotte. Mm, royalty. And uh, royalty. there's one that I got to kill. You got to delete them, whatever that means for you. Tamina. Wow. You delete Tamina Snooker. You know the kind of year she's had? <laughs> trying to get back on her feet. I would, um, I, would, uh, I would make love to Maria Kanellis because she is a lover. Oh, There's yeah. I forgot about her. I would, uh, I would marry... Um, I would probably marry um who who's Dean Ambrose married to Renee. Yeah, I would break up that marriage. I would marry Renee. I sure. didn't even know that was an option. That uh, would change my. No, I mean this is fantasy. We're fantasy booking our lives here. And delete. I think I would delete. Uh, I think I would delete WWE films as a whole because their movies are terrible. And with that. We're ready to go. My name is Keith Lover. And I am Paul Walter Hauser. And this has been the last fucking hot tag with Keith and Paul. Until next time. Yo, yo. There's Keith and Paul oh, trying Vince's to exercise oh, no. their creative control clause. Get ready for body slams. Jumping from the ropes right onto your skull, cause